But uh, yeah, really good to have you on the podcast. Um, and I think let's start with that kind of epic landmark. So for a start, I was thinking, how on earth do you actually know you've reached 2,000 wickets? So have you kind of tracked them in some way? Uh, yeah, well, that's probably the uh, the slight cricket, shall we say, anorak in me. Um, yeah, I um, when I started my sort of senior cricket career uh, in, um, what, 1975, I think it was, uh, I worked for the railway and I had this small exercise book uh, and I initially just recorded the matches and then kept recording the matches and recording the matches. So I have a little book that's falling apart now, um, but uh, it's got all the matches I've played in and hence I know how many uh, total wickets I've taken. That's incredible. So yeah. you literally have a record of every match. Uh, yes. Yeah, I could tell you every match that I've played in, yes. <laughs> that's brilliant that's amazing and in which case you're probably going to answer my next question um or well i've got a few questions around this but actually let's start let's let's start with the kind of landmark itself so you obviously knew you were kind of coming up to that figure um when you reached the landmark um who was it against what were the circumstances and kind of was there a special wicket celebration uh Yes, uh, yes, well, yes, yes, and uh, yeah, well, very well. I'll try and try to do those uh, in the order you asked me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the landmark, it came in, a, in a, actually a seniors game. Bear in mind that these are not all Saturday wickets, you know, these are senior cricket wickets. So, uh, senior against, you know, men's cricket, not, not junior cricket or anything like that. Uh, but uh, Saturdays, cup games, evening league games, th this sort of thing. Uh, and it actually came quite nicely, nice and appropriately in a uh, in a in a Grey Fox over fifties game uh, oh. at Woodhouse Grange. Uh, we were playing in, um, and I, I on the previous Saturday, the Saturday before, I'd taken two wickets and got to uh, what one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Uh, so you know, it sort of got a little bit possibly out of proportion as this in a way. Uh, people have oh, Nick Briggs needs so many for his two thousand wickets. And it became a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of fun in the club, really, uh, yeah. built in Ainsley where I play. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, yes, I wasn't playing with my my club side when I when I took this two thousandth wicket. But the guys were all aware in the Grey Fox team, and uh, and and yeah, I, I, I bowled this guy. I'd had a I'd had a stumping turned down, which the wicketkeeper said was definitely out, and then a ball got chipped over somebody's head. And I thought, oh dear, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and then I managed to just throw one up, and he uh, uh, just just did it, just did enough, and and bowled in leg stump. So um, yeah, so I was very pleased. That's brilliant. Uh, and I'm guessing, well, oh, I've seen photos and possibly even a bit of video on Twitter. Um, but uh, you're a spinner, and have you always been a spinner? Yeah. Well, yeah. When I first started back in, as I say, '75, I sort of messed about, I guess, with medium pace, uh, but not being particularly uh, strongly built, uh, I soon realized that, you know, medium pace, I was never going to be able to be quick or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I could just seem it about a little bit, but um, but really, um, it was another seam, a guy, a swing bowler in the club, actually, we were we were just talking one day, it was during a game, I think, and he said, have you thought, thought about off spin? And he sort of showed me more or less, you know, what his spin on the technique was uh and i practiced it and thought hmm, yeah i can i can do this so yeah um i i, I started i started spinning the ball yeah yeah and in terms of your without um kind of referring to your 
Bible, your wicket Bible, should we call it that? Um, do you remember your very first wicket? I don't remember my first one. Um, I, I did have a quick look. It was actually taken at Stamford Bridge, I believe. Oh. Um, but what I do remember was um, the third time I ever bowled in senior cricket, I took a hat trick. So that was wow. quite, yes, I did. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, it was against uh, Scarcroft in the, it was a reserve evening cup game in 1975. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I can remember two of the guys that I got out. I can't remember the third one. Uh, they were all caught, but you know, hey ho. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was still a hat trick, you know, and so it was quite, quite, quite incredible, really, uh, to think that that was literally the third time I ever bowled in senior cricket. That's fantastic. And um, it doesn't take away, well, it doesn't affect this performance uh, and, and your career. But I'm just curious, with all the cricket you've played for different teams and different circumstances, have you ever kind of mm -hmm. come across and played cricket against anyone, I don't know, famous or that? Uh, cricket audience in your yeah um yeah i mean uh, we've our league uh from about 1988 we started having an overseas player at our our club um okay. uh these were mainly but they were they were very good they were, they were great first grade cricketers from um from australia uh mainly no test players as such um i guess uh, i guess my biggest scout would have to be uh craig white of yorkshire oh, um, okay. But that was taken in a, in, a, in a benefit game we had for Martin Moxon at our ground, Yorkshire, uh, built in NCCC versus Yorkshire. Yeah. Uh, when I say built in NCCC versus Yorkshire, we did have one or two, shall we say, extras in that, that just helped our <laughs> cause a little bit. Because we actually won the game by five wickets. Um, uh, but we had Clayton Lambert opening the batting for us, Okay. Uh, the ex-West Indian player. We had a guy called Scott Boswell. I don't know whether you remember him, but he's famous, unfortunately, poor Scott, in later life for he uh, he had rather an unfortunate time in the Lords final when he uh, basically got the equivalent of the bowling yips and, mm. and, and, and you know, the ball was coming out all over. Um, bizarrely enough, I was uh, in the crowd that day, so I remember. Um, right. Because I'm yeah. and, originally and, from Somerset, so uh, on that yeah. particular occasion, I was supporting Somerset because it was Somerset, uh, Leicestershire, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yes. So Scott was playing for you that day. <laughs> yes. Yes, because I remember him opening the bowling, and uh, and and Richard Blakey and Ashley Metcalf um, came into bat, and obviously they were playing a village side. It'd been quite, there'd been a lot of rain the day before, so it was quite a soft wicket. We didn't have covers in those days, uh, and so they came out just with their caps on. And I remember Scott let this first ball go, and it went straight past Richard Blakey's nose, and immediately he turned to the pavilion and shouted, "Lid, please." Uh, <laughs> So they weren't going to take any chances. They were starting a county game, believe it or not, next day at Middlesbrough. That would never happen these days, you know, playing us on a on a on a on a Thursday afternoon, uh, Wednesday afternoon, sorry, and then starting a championship game the day after. How things have moved on. Yeah, they really have, and I guess that ties in with my next question around: if you've played cricket for uh, a number of decades, I'm just curious. How what your observations of the way grassroots cricket has changed and club cricket. So um, it yeah. might be um, in your local area or kind of more broadly in terms of numbers of teams or standard or whatever. 
Yeah, I, I've got quite a few views on this. Uh, a, a little bit forthright on my on my feelings on this because cricket was sort of sacrosanct on a Saturday. You know, I didn't miss cricket for anything. You know, I think the first time I ever went on holiday in the cricket season, I'd reached the age of about 48, I think. And that was indoctrinated in, in, in me by my father, John, who uh, who played club cricket at a good standard. Uh, I guess that's where I got the love of the game from. And he would never, you know, I would never be going on holiday uh, during the cricket season. Or if we did, we would go Saturday night and we would be coming back Sunday morning so he could play. <laughs> uh, and, and nowadays, this is, uh, you know, I accept that the world's moved on. People have got a lot more things in their life, possibly, and, and, and other alternatives. But the fact that, uh, you know, cricket... It sounds harsh, but doesn't seem to quite mean as much as it did to, uh, to 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 people in my era. Hence, you know, second teams certainly struggling to put sides out. Uh, the number of teams contracting in leagues. Yeah. The, the best example of that, the, the Leeds Weatherby League now, which had uh, six divisions of 12, so 72 sides. And now I believe it's got 24 in there, you know, which is a sad reflection to me. But I guess times change. Um, yeah. So I think it's very sad that that village cricket is 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 struggling in some in some areas. Yeah. Um, did you just a, a random thought out of the blue? Did you ever get involved with the national village cup? Yes, we did. Uh, we had a few games in that. We won an odd round or two. We never uh, made it very far. Um, we had a guy who scored two hundred and seven actually in a game against Borough Bridge, uh, which was. One of the highest scores of the season. Uh, we, we won that game. I think. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we had some skirmishes in, in the Village Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I guess you're probably going to have played primarily locally. Um, yes. But I'm just curious because I don't know that area of Yorkshire particularly well. Um what are your kind of best recommendations for the grounds that you most like playing at? Or, you know, if you're a visitor, if someone was listening to this podcast and are there any grounds you think, yeah, that's, that's a cracker. Yeah. I mean, I've played on, on a lot of, a lot of uh, certainly pretty grounds over the years and, and some of, you know, ones that stand out uh, certainly from my early days would be Collingham uh, cricket club. who are now in the air Warfley. Yeah. Um, a lot of the of the York. I mean, I've managed to play obviously in cup games. Played against York on the York ground, which obviously the county have used uh, a couple of years ago, and are going to be using in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I have actually played at Headingley. I played one Grey Fox game at Headingley and three or four games at to me the mecca of cricket, which is Scarborough. Scarborough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> local grounds. I mean, I've played it a lot. I mean, uh, I play in the Arlington Festival at the end of the season, and and that's a lovely ground. Um, I think I've seen you there, John, uh, on, yeah. on occasion. Yeah. Um, but there are there are so many, to be honest, you know, and and for different reasons, they are the special grounds to me. Wig Hill Park, for example, which is no longer in existence, unfortunately, very famous historically for being uh, Lord Hawke's uh, uh, oh, okay. residence and, and yeah. his home ground. Uh, very pretty setting. Um, yeah. So so there are a, a heck of a lot. You know, I, I could I could uh, you know I, 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 to sort of pick. Pick many out. It's quite difficult. I know. No, it is actually. Um, I get on asked, the top. You know, off the top. Sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of get asked the same question, so it was a bit unfair. And uh, oh, no. you know, you kind of you rack your brains. And to be honest, I like uh, kind of idyllic 
village grounds that you'll have played at but equally grounds in a city center where you just suddenly it's there and, and you know no one would know it was there and it's a little gem in the middle of built up housing so there's not yeah. one kind of per- for me anyway there's not one perfect ground no, uh, I, I think i think one of the things uh, as well it, you often remember a ground because of a particular day or performance there not necessarily a personal performance but we won the Weatherby League First Division in 1990 at Milton and we got into the Yorkshire Champions Trophy. Ah, okay. uh, and obviously we were one of the smallest leagues and then the draw was made, our captain went along and it said, Hanging Heaton, who were a top Bradford League side, will play Milton in Enstead. There were a few sniggers, shall we say. But we had a fantastic <laughs> we had a fantastic day out. You know, they were really good. There were scorecards with your name on, the dressing rooms were on little balconies. Uh, and we had them reeling at one point. We had them 90 for five. They did recover to about 200. And then we were about 100 and nearly 100 for one. But then we collapsed rather badly to about 130, 140 all out. But we had a fantastic day. So that's a big memory, playing at Hanging Heat. Yeah, definitely. And I've interviewed loads of players over the years that um, things like the National Village Cup, where they're, they're, they play in their league and they play the same teams and yeah, they may enjoy that, but they don't often get to play in other parts of Yorkshire. Um, so for many people, I think that's just great if you get an opportunity to play a different league and, um, uh, yeah, just see different grounds and experience that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what your secret is here around, in order to get 2,000 wickets, um, I don't know how many games you've played, um, but I'm imagining it's, shed loads so given yeah. that we all get in you know i'm a former um opening bowler and would frequently twang hamstrings and various other body parts um we all get injured and stuff happens so kind of what's your secret for playing cricket for so long i guess uh i, th- I think it's possibly the, the most important thing really just my passion for the game you know as i've said yeah. I, I do get frustrated with when, when oh we've only got nine or whatever for the second team these days, but but I still get drawn back. You know I I just can't can't leave the game. Uh, it, you know as as the, the phrase says, you're a long time retired, uh, and, and 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 I just love playing. You know I love bowling. Uh, I, I, I bat up the order a little bit in the uh, in the second team as well. So so it's it's a good day out. Uh, and and it's just it's just my passion for the game. And I have been lucky with injuries. Uh, I've had very few Touchwood uh, serious injuries. Uh, I had a had a ruptured grade three tear of a, I think it's a grade three tear of an adductor muscle a few years ago, and that was that was pretty nasty. That kept me out for a few weeks. Yeah. But uh, generally speaking, everything so far has held up held up quite well. So I guess I've been lucky. Uh, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And are you planning to kind of play until you literally can't play? Or do you kind of um, assess it? Uh, you know, because I stopped playing cricket partly because of Cricket Yorkshire and you know reporting on the game and covering the game at weekends became a priority. But also, uh, I was picking up niggles kind of around 140. So uh, I just yeah, I, I kind of decided to call time. But I know people such as yourself and many others that will literally play until they can't. Um, are you in that camp or, or not? Uh, at, the, at the moment, yes. I, I've often thought about, you know, obviously Saturday cricket. I, I'm not playing with the guys that I've been familiar and used to playing with, the young ones and things. And you sometimes think you're a little bit of a, a fish out of water. But, 
but I certainly intend to keep playing. Uh, I do play a little bit for the Yorkshire Ridings over 60s as well in the county, ah, yes. you know, the over county championship, which I've just sort of embarked on, really. Uh, so, yes, yeah, certainly age group cricket and the Grey Fox Trophy and things like this. Uh, yeah, I will. I will. Yes, unless I lose my enthusiasm suddenly, uh, I will. I will certainly keep playing there. And the chances are that I will keep playing on a Saturday for, for as long as I always said that, uh, you know, the time. Uh, when, I, when I start to embarrass myself on the cricket pitch, that will be the time that I need to have a look and say, wait, right, maybe enough's enough. Well, um, if you've got 2,000 wickets, I doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. But um, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, really great to have you on the podcast. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you having a chat on this Friday afternoon. Um, and yeah, just sort of cast your mind back. I mean, uh, I, by comparison, I've probably got about a tenth of your wickets by and large. So, um, yeah, it must be very satisfying. I mean, probably not necessarily just that number, but um, yeah, I doubt there's many people in Yorkshire that can lay claim to 2,000 wickets. So, yeah. um, you must be pretty proud of that. Yeah, I guess, I guess that there will be other people, of course there will, but obviously they've not been in, you know, I, it was fortunate that I kept my, well, I think it's fortunate, maybe some people don't, that I kept my records from uh, from the word go. You know, it's a nice thing to have, and it, and it may not mean so much to anybody else, but it, it does mean an awful lot to me, you know, just just the fact that I've, I've been able to play cricket and enjoy cricket and seen different places, played with lots of different people for so long. Mm -hmm.